0: The Jay Runham Show. All right, welcome to the Jay Runham Show. This week on the show, I've got a very special treat for all of you guys. I'm talking with Dave. Ah oh, and see, and I asked you beforehand if how to say your name, and I'm still gonna mess it up.
1: Here's how, you, here's
0: how you remember it: Go, uh oh, for Jerio. <laughs> uh oh, now I'm definitely not gonna forget it. Uh oh, for Jerio. David
1: for Uh oh, Jerio. Uh oh, for
0: uh, David Frigerio, the co-writer of the upcoming *The Signal*, is with me. Dave, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Uh, yeah, Dave, David's movie comes out in June 13th. Uh, I'm getting a really good chance to sit down and talk with him about uh, about the movie, about kind of what what you do as a writer, Dave. Uh, my first question though is, uh, what movie have you seen recently that you that you really loved? That I really liked. Yeah. Did you see anything cool at Sundance or what? What's something you know? I'm going to
1: sound like a, a lame ass Hollywood guy, but I have a pregnant wife, so I haven't been able to seen a lot of movies lately, and it's been making me crazy. I just saw Noah. Will oh, I, the nice. director of uh, the, the Signal went and saw Noah the other night, um, which is pretty cool. But uh, I honestly haven't seen much lately. I finally got to see Four on DirecTV. That's my only new movie-going experience. Is basically. On demand. Yeah, that's um, newish. What have I seen? And all the screeners came too. So in the WGA and the Writers Guild, uh, you get sent screeners. So, like, you know, of late, like Dallas Buyers Club, I loved Captain Phillips. I loved um, 12 Years a Slave was amazing. Yeah, so, it was really like, good, all, yeah. all, the, all the award time movies came that were great. But, you know, lately I haven't seen anything except The Signal five times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and that can't be—that can't be too bad of a thing. I mean, getting to watch your movie on the big screen, right?
1: Yeah, that was pretty surreal. Actually, that was uh, it was a pretty cool moment just to have the focus, uh, you know, insignia come up first, and then uh, it's pretty surreal. It got better the second and third night, just because the, the theaters were better and we're a little more used to it. But when we we're in—I mean, Sundance was just a special time. I had actually met my wife there seven years ago. Oh, wow! On the twenty. Yeah, on the 21st of January. We screened on the 20th of January at midnight, so it was the 21st. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of poetic uh, coincidence happening while, while the movie was going on. Oh, that's awesome. That was that's pretty a, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, really it was, cool. Yeah, it was a good experience.
0: Do you, you guys, while you're at Sundance, do you get a chance to see any of the uh, other movies? Like, did you get to see Zach Braff's uh, Wish I Was Here?
1: No, you know what? I didn't see. And I hate to say this because I love, you know, all movies, but I didn't get to see anything because, again, my wife was really – she's really, really pregnant. So (laughs) when she was there, it was just about – we just were really low-key. We didn't go to many parties. We just kind of, you know, sort of just basking in the high of the signal and just really kind of hung out and hung out with some good friends. And uh, we didn't really do much. It was kind of a lame Sundance for us. No, that's sounds- Usually it's just it's usually like a party there. I mean <laughs> I've been just in there for the last ten years and it's just a fun industry hangout where everybody's sort of not on their toes. Everybody's really open and approachable. And it's always just a really good time and a great place to network and have a good time. And uh this is literally the first year I've been there, a with a movie. And be where I wasn't actually going out and doing anything, so it was kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: was cool. Very cool.
1: It's kind of the opposite of what you would expect. You'd expect to have a movie at Sundance; you'd be, you know, you'd be partying till three o'clock in the morning every night celebrating. But it was kind of the opposite of that, actually.
0: Man, I didn't just... go to any
1: gifting suites. I didn't get any swag. It was like <laughs> it was pretty funny.
0: I'm still jealous, even <laughs> if it was low key. It's one of these uh, days. Yeah, a
1: as, a, as a film guy, it's worth it. I mean, you just get. Again, you just have so much, so much access to so many cool people that are all just open to having conversations, and you know everybody's just having a good time. So highly recommended. I'm. And I'm I don't know if you're married or not, but you can meet your wife there. Oh, I'm. Already,
0: I'm already. i married. I already met my wife. Oh, so,
1: exactly. So. So she wouldn't appreciate,
0: she wouldn't appreciate no, she wouldn't it if like I it. met another <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she
1: wouldn't like that too much. Oh
0: man. Since you haven't got a chance to. Uh, didn't get a chance to see many movies there, or any movies, I guess. Did you? Are there any summer blockbusters that you're uh, looking forward to?
1: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, All You Need Is Kill looks awesome with Tom Cruise. Kill. I love that. I mean, that's right in my wheelhouse for cool films. Uh, what else is coming out? We open against uh, 22 Jump Street, um, which should be pretty fun. And I, it's funny. I ran into Jonah Hill at the gym that I work out here in L.A., and uh, I, I, I don't know him, but I said, hey, man, so I'm going to be giving you some competition on, on 13th against your movie. And he kind of <laughs> looked at me cro- cross-eyed like, what? And I, said, I, have a, I have a movie opening up against yours. And I said, but don't worry, man. We're opening on two screens, and you're on 4,000, so I think you guys will be okay.
0: <laughs>
1: so he started laughing. He was like, what's your name, man? I told him my name, told him the movie. He's like, I'm going to check it out. And nice. I said, well, really? I see you here, so I'm going to hold you, too, motherfucker. got a good chuckle there. But, yeah, so uh, other movies that are coming out, I mean, what else is coming out? I'm so lame right now. I don't even... I'm so, like... Uh, maybe I'm just narcissistic about this movie, but I know like all you need is kills coming out. Transformers looks really cool.
0: It does. Uh, I, I wasn't really looking forward to Transformers, but that latest trailer was just nuts.
1: I know, and Godzilla looks phenomenal. But yeah, I feel the same way. Like I saw the trailer for Transformers, like, oh my God, this looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it,
0: yeah.
1: It, it was getting cheesy, but now it looks awesome. So Godzilla looks phenomenal. I can't wait for that. Um, so, what else? So I don't even know. We're, we're talking about
0: Transformers and you were talking about some of those, those bigger budgeted sci-fi movies. How do you, like you were talking about even talking with Jonah Hill there about, about uh, guys going up against them in the two screens versus the 4,000 or whatever. How, how do you feel like, uh, what's the biggest challenge when trying to get like the signal to stand out against those kind of movies?
1: You know, that's a question for the focus marketing department because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, posters and trailer and word of mouth. I will say, though, that they've done an awesome job because we have, you know, just with the slow, with the trailer, with the little teaser trailer that we've had. I mean, we have over 700,000 views on, on Joe Blow and then on the uh, the other YouTube channel. It's crazy. So people are like from all over the world we're getting, I'm getting on Twitter, just like, you know, people following and people tweeting about it. And, uh, it's crazy. So whatever's happening, people are really digging the trailer and really digging the vibe of the film.
0: Oh, and, uh,
1: you know, and I know we're getting a platform release meaning we're going to open up in New York and LA. And then the next week we're going to go to 10 cities. And then, you know, hopefully people are going to respond to it and demand it and then we'll go wider um but as far as the advertising and marketing stuff goes, me personally, Will, the director personally, we've been just trying to, you know, try to Facebook it and Twitter it and Instagram and just try to get as many people rallying behind it as we can. And it's, it seems to be working. I mean, there's a lot of focus, said there's a lot of, you know they were pretty stoked about the the amount of traffic and buzz that's getting the films garnering. So
0: yeah, absolutely. That, and I know
1: I, I know a lot of executives just in town are just like blown away by the trailer and I just can't believe it.
0: Yeah, that trailer was fantastic. The trailers got what got me hooked. I mean, I read a a lot of the Sundance reviews that you guys got, which were also really really good. You guys got great reviews coming out of Sundance. Yeah, we
1: got some good love, didn't we?
0: Absolutely. Cool. That yes. was really fun. Cool and uh, but,
1: variety they kind of screwed us no eh,
0: it's just variety nobody reads that no. come on
1: <laughs> that's funny <laughs> uh, but yeah no it was nice we got a lot of the, a lot of the guys like you know yeah it's been really pretty surreal actually it's, it's been really cool to get this kind of uh accolade for it so soon so we'll see what happens man it'll be a, an interesting next 2 months to see how the uh the buzz is, keeps going and and uh see what we do on opening day. I know I know for a fact there'll be at least two theaters in LA that are gonna be full. That's and sweet. that's our that's our families and bus you know, busloads of our friends <laughs> and
0: <stuff. laughs> Yeah, I if, but uh if it's not showing way up here in Canada, I might have to bus load, bus all the way down to LA just to see it. I'm really I excited. I think for we have
1: show. I think one of our initial distributors is like the biggest distributor in Canada. Yeah, and I uh, think
0: E, yeah, you won. Entertainment One is uh, picking it up. So yeah. yeah,
1: they're they're uh, they 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 got their hands on it. So you guys should all demand a uh, big release in Canada.
0: I will I will start the email campaign right away. <laughs> yeah. I promise. You must demand it. <laughs> and so so I'll move on to uh, from from movies and what influenced it what. What influences uh, you when writing it, when writing a script like this? Cause you, you, you're uh, you and the director, right? Uh, William, what's his, what's his last name?
1: Uh, William Eubank and also Carlisle Eubank is oh, brother. So, so, so uh, there's three of you guys. There was a, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, there's three of us cranking this thing out. Um, what was, what inspires, what was the question? What inspires me to write? Yeah. What, well,
0: what inspired you to write the signal or how did, how did, uh, working as a team, I guess, what well, Well, initially,
1: uh, you know, I've known Will God, for 10, 12 years now, and uh, we've always talked about doing stuff, and he's a cinematographer and um, just shooting a lot of stuff, and he shot Love, and I think, I mean, we literally just, he came to me, we always had lunches and talked about ideas, and he came to me and said, what about, you know, uh, I can't can't say too much because it would reveal the ending of the movie, but he said, what about this idea? And I kind of said something else, and it was just like, there you go, perfect. And we were inspired by, like, seeing a movie like Catfish, and, uh, you know, there's some really cool moments in Catfish that didn't really pan out the way we wanted them to, and so we kind of took that idea and, you know, we came up with this story and wrote a treatment, and Will was taking some meetings and had pitched it to some people, and they were immediately interested in the idea. So it really just took this life on just a little simple concept that we had. And when you see when you see the movie, I can elaborate more, but, um, so yeah, it went from this little cool story treatment to producers wanting it to us then sitting down and writing the script and we brought Carlisle in and Carlisle's awesome. And it's an amazingly smart and talented writer. Um, yeah, man, and then we just cranked it out. We worked on it as hard and as fast as possible. We cranked out a script and then proceeded to write 17 more drafts. Um, we knew we were going to make the movie for a, a, you know, a, a some small amount of money, and so we sort of tailored it to what that was going to be. I mean, we had earlier drafts that were much bigger and, and just you know more visual effects. But at the end of the day, it was uh, we knew how, what our budget was going to be, and we uh, we wrote that script. And then Will was in Albuquerque. We shot in Albuquerque and in Ohio. Uh, and Will, the director, was literally in Albuquerque for like six months before we started shooting.
0: Oh wow! And
1: that's when and that's when the real work started. I mean, he literally. I don't know if you're going to do a podcast with him or not, but he you uh, know storyboarded the whole movie out. Did a you know, it was crazy what he did. It was awesome. And which was great because when, when he was shooting and when we were shooting, it was just we always, you know, he always went back to those storyboards and, uh, it was just, I mean, it was really cool. It was a great way to make a movie for him because we had freedom to do it. And the producers allowed us to make, you know, the movie that, that we wrote. So,
0: awesome, um, so- and
1: then we had, we had, yeah, it was a really cool experience. I mean, yeah, a really so, positive experience. So
0: when a when a guy like Lawrence Fishburne joins the project, and and the producers are helping you guys get Lawrence Fishburne of all people, does that does that change those storyboards or, the, or what you guys have written uh, together no, as a group? not or at anything?
1: all. Not at all. You know, it's so funny. We didn't change that character at all, um, and it was so cool because you know I've always been sort of the optimist. at a Will and I and he always says I'm I'm always the optimist. i like we're going to get Tom Cruise for this thing. He's going to great script. And so he's like, you're crazy. We're not getting anybody for this, you know. Just being realistic, you know, not being a downer, but just being realistic about how this works. And so and I'm, I'm always sort of the happy, positive guy. And uh, he called me and he's like, dude, we got Lawrence Fishburne for this. And it was just like a really cool moment. I was like, we got Morpheus. And, it was, and Fishburne was great. Apparently, you know, he got the script and he just, he dug it. And the funniest thing ever was that when I, I when I met Fishburne, I was in the in the makeup room and he came in and was getting makeup and uh, I wasn't getting makeup, I was just hanging out on the makeup trail because it was hundred thousand degrees in Albuquerque when we were shooting. <laughs> but uh he came in and he's and we were talking and he's like so what and he he was talking about the script and he was very complimentary and he's like and he literally just goes into this and he says, I just really dug the motherfucking script. <laughs> <laughs> so I started cracking up. Because, you know, you expect like Fishburne very, you know, I just expected like the trim and proper like commanding. He's like, I just dug the motherfucking script. That's, I was like, awesome. that's great. He that was awesome. Good. And he was a trooper too, man. I mean, he had a lot to do. And, you know, he was in this, this suit the whole show. And it was, it was crazy hot. And, but he was great. It's great.
0: That's that's awesome. I mean, and and, um, and does something like speaking of Morpheus, the Morpheus does something like the Matrix. Did that did that uh, influence the movie at all? Like you were talking about catfish and and uh, no,
1: what, not really. You know, like I've always been interested in. You know, I'm like a sci-fi alien freak. I used to go to MUFON conventions, which is a mutual UFO network back when I was in my 20s and total conspiracist. And, you know, oddly enough, all my first scripts that I've ever sold or been involved with were like my first script that I sold to a studio was an urban comedy. My second script to a studio was an urban comedy. Um, And, you know, I always had this sort of love for sci-fi and this, this genre, but I just never, for some reason, it was weird. I could just never put a story together that was like, that I found like, you know, that I got passionate about. So this sort of was like the first foray into it, but yeah, I've been writing for 20 years now. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, just, so yeah, it was weird. It was, um, uh, uh, I mean, this subject matter is always interesting and, you know, I, I can't really say much cause it might give away the movie. So I'm afraid to, I'm, I am i am afraid to say much about, the movie, but, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm okay
0: with you not saying much. Cause I, yeah, I'm so, a very is, anti-spoiler. So.
1: Got you And I don't want to do that. And I, I just tell this, it was funny. Cause here's a, here's a little tidbit story. I was in, uh, when I was on set, I was telling the actors as Brenton Thwaites and Olivia cook, who were phenomenal in this film. And, uh, I was telling them a story because we were, you know, there's a big twist at the end and we were just talking about getting, getting spoilers. And when empire strikes, uh, strikes back came out i was probably 10 years old i think it was 1979 or 1980 i was 10 years old i'm giving away my age and mm-hmm. i was like we were at the 7:30 showing and i remember this so vividly that the first showing was at five and a group of kids were running out of the theater all hands up after the film but they were shouting to the people online where i was they were shouting Darth Vader is Luke's father. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Everybody in line was like, What? No. And so when I told this story to Brenton and Olivia, they were like looking at me like, because they're very young. And Brenton is like, Oh, you know, I think I get that. He's like, (laughs) Back when when I was in high school, a girl who was a fast reader, who read faster than everybody else, was reading Harry Potter. And she blurted out in, in the classroom, Oh my God! Dumbledore dies. Dumbledore dies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, you get it. That's exactly it, you young motherfucker. <laughs> but weird. so we don't want that to happen in this movie. So I'm afraid to, uh, to say anything too much. But
0: oh, absolutely, yeah.
1: But yeah, so it's definitely a sci-fi. It's always been uh, a big interest of mine, and uh, we got a couple more in the uh, in in you know brewing in the. Uh, in the in the uh, in the ether right now
0: so absolutely yeah the only thing i actually have read and i like you said we're trying to avoid spoilers here but the only thing i have read is something about about uh hackers meeting up with each other at, at a bar um so my question about about hackers is is there is there any kind of hacker lingo were you were you wary of doing any kind of hacker lingo and trying not to make it sound like angelina jolie way back in the day
1: no, actually, we wrote really, we took a crack at a hackers at the hacker scene to begin with, and did a pretty good job of fooling everybody, I think. And it turns out that the production manager, or the uh, the yeah the UPM line producer, this guy Ted Geiker, had a friend who was a legit hacker. Oh, and cool. uh, Like when we first started shooting, we were shooting the hacker scene a couple of days later. I actually got on the phone with the guy for like an hour, hour and a half, and. He uh, he started pelting out some real lingo, and it was it actually worked out really well. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Guy, I was like, Nah, to... you wouldn't say that. You would have this, and I was like, What? What's that? And yeah, it was a pretty cool conversation. But great guy, and really helpful for that um, getting that lingo down. And I think most people that have seen it have really dug the, uh, the, the the hacker stuff that we have in there. So cool. So it's pretty it's pretty authentic. So we got that. He got that vetted from a, a, a true hacker.
0: That's awesome. That's good to hear, for sure. So, so that kind of stuff, that's obviously stuff that you guys are adding into the script kind of after the fact. And, and uh, well, not after the fact, but kind of adding in as you go. Is Was there much. More... Yeah,
1: honestly, dude, like, here's the thing. When you're shooting a movie, when you're writing a script, when you're creating a story, like, that can change until the day the director says cut. Otherwise, it ain't changing. And then you can go into editing and, you know, do some looping on it and change the line, which we did as well. So, you know, until you have a final cut print of that movie and you lock that cut, I mean, there you can always make it better and always change the dialogue if it doesn't work, if it doesn't fit. And we did that. We never, you know, we're, I mean, me as a writer, Will as a writer, Carlisle as a writer, we were never wed to the words. We just knew this was a story that we wanted to tell or that, you know, that Will was going to make. And, uh, you know, whatever needed to be changed, if actors didn't feel like that line was, you know, sort of organic to them, they changed it. And uh, Will gave them a lot of lead weight and let them, you know, improv. And, I mean, obviously there was some stuff that couldn't change, but for the most part it was how do we fix this? How do we make this better? How do we fix it? How do we make this better? And I think that's a good sort of creative process. Absolutely, for yeah. For any sure. filmmaker out there is like you just – you know, especially young writers out there that are so sort of locked into their words. Like it's really not words Don't make a damn bit of difference when you're, when you have an emotional core that you need to sort of get out. And if you don't sort of get that emotional, you know, impact out of the scene by saying those particular words. So some actors, they won't, they won't deliver that line the way the writer envisions it. So it turns into this whole other sort of beast. It's really kind of cool.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. So it's, it's obviously more of a more organic and more team-based effort, I guess, that way.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean,
0: and does, So does that team-based mentality ever present you guys with, like, difficulties? Like, having three different guys all kind of – well, in the writer's side of it anyways, all pointing at it. Do you guys ever kind of uh, – like, it, what, what's the difficulty of having that many people tr- saying, like, oh, we should try this we, or even, we should try that?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, we all – it was weird. It was a really easy process. I mean, sometimes the brothers fought, you know, Will and Carlisle because they're brothers. They can. So I kind of mediated <laughs> it between there. But, um, that was pretty funny. But uh, for the most part, you know, again, it's it's just not having. To me, it's, it was just about not having an ego about lines and who says what. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, it's totally. just about. This is good. If I wrote it and it was good, we kept it. If Carlisle wrote it, we kept it and it was good. And we all said, this was good. Will, the same thing with Will. So it was all just like, and then we went through the script, you know, line by line and talked about what, you know, and that was the hard process. It was a long process. It was a great process. And that's what you really need to do to write a good script or tell a good story. It's like, you got to go through, I had a great manager that used to say that, like you got to go through each line and, Make sure it it's, it works, that it's real, that it's you know that it's what needs to be there. So, we did that, and uh, we didn't have any problems. And the good thing, you know, we had producers that really cared about the material, and really cared about the story. And so, it was a real collaborative effort on all on all sides. That's why I said it was such a good experience because it was crazy how just everybody really responded to the material and loved the script and loved the story. And then we got these actors that loved the script, loved the story, and, you know, the crew was all like, God, we love this script, we love this story. So everybody just was so, you know, happy to be working on it. And don't get me wrong, it was stressful at times, but for the most part, it was like everybody was doing it because they really cared about the material and cared about the story and cared about Will as a director, and it was just cool, you know?
0: Yeah, that's really like, cool. I mean, that's... one of those
1: experiences that you don't really hear about a lot, because it's not just a paycheck, people did not make a lot of money on this movie, but they certainly worked your
0: butts off. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, So, so what does, what does a typical day then look for that kind of crew and that kind of, well, as you, as as a writer, what, what is a typical day on that kind of set? Like,
1: Oh, it's great for me. Are you kidding me? I'm the writer. I have the <laughs> <possibility>. <laughs> well, I wake up about noon. Um, <laughs> stroll to set. Figure out what craft service is serving that day. Get to lunch about 1.
0: <laughs>
1: ask how it's going. Like, oh, there's a sandstorm? I had to go in the trailer. No, I mean, I was there moral support just because we were all excited to be making the film. But, you know, when it, when it came to making the movie, that was Will's show. That dude was just I mean, he works his ass off and it shows on the film, but he, you know, he works his ass off on it. So, but yeah, a writer, a, the writer's best place to be, it's the best and the worst place to be, because when you're on a set as a writer, you have no responsibility. Like sometimes you'd be like, <laughs> Hey, can we tweak this scene? But we've tweaked that scene a hundred times already, you know? So all the work was done when we wrote the script for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so being on set, is just kind of like, all right, I'm bored. Um, but you're watching your work and it's cool, but you have no, there's no job for you. So (laughs) there's nothing to do. And and if it's a union job, you can't go pick up a prop because (laughs) the union rep will yell at you. (laughs) So you're pretty much sitting by craft service, talking to the actors and, uh, you know, making friends. So what's,
0: what's more of a typical day than before the movie? So when you guys were, were writing and coming up with the ideas for the script and actually building out the script, what was a, what was a typical day like that?
1: It started with, uh, the initial part of the story was I would go wake Will up and he's, he's a, he goes to bed late and wakes up. He goes to bed late and doesn't wake up and wakes up late, I should say. (laughs) Um, So I was like literally dragging him out of bed at like 10 o'clock in the morning and we were just getting the story because, uh, he had just finished Love and he was on the, uh, he was on the whole, uh, festival tour with Love and, you know, all his representatives were like, what's the next project? And then, so we started getting that cranking out. And so I think for like two weeks, we were just, I was waking his ass up at 10 o'clock and we were just cranking it out. And then, and then we just, then now uh, we, we started writing it. So the writing was just, we all were at his place and he's got a great place up in uh, sunset in, in like the Hollywood Hills area. Nice. And we just would get up and start writing. And sometimes Carl, I would write and sometimes I would write and, so we all just get together every day and just crank the script out, and you know, it's a pretty cool process because from we probably got the first draft out in like a month, Very you know, cool. just like cranking yeah. and cranking. but then like you know, it was like a year and a half process of just getting notes and, but it was just constant, you know. Like for me, I'm a grinder when it comes to writing. Like when I, if I get if I get into writing mode, mm-hmm. I'll just keep writing and keep writing and keep writing until it's done. Um, and then because for me, it's like writing a first draft is like that's just start. That's not even you haven't even begun to write your script yet. Um, uh, and most writers and most people out there don't want to hear that, but that's the truth. I mean, you finish a first draft, and that is like that's all it is, is the first draft.
0: Yeah, that's the marvel that you got to chip into, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's literally the skeleton, and now you got to put the nerves and the tendons and the muscles and the blood and you know, the skin. I mean, it's just a process. And, it's very, and that's a big sort of issue right now with the Writers Guild and the negotiations with the uh, producers is that, um, you know, this one-step deal. Because if you're not Aaron Sorkin, most writers are not going to deliver a draft in one step, you know, like without a rewrite or at least a polish and a rewrite. It's very, mm-hmm. you know, very difficult. Plus, they give you four, three months to do it. So, you know, it's just a process. For me, it's a process, but – and for us, it was a process. But – we just knew we'd finished the first draft, we got some notes, and then we just cranked right back into it and how do we make this better? And then literally I think we did seventeen drafts on that movie. Nice. Before we wow. even like yeah, I mean we just it just that's just what it takes. Um,
0: so is that yeah, is that some advice you'd give to so to other writers is just keep on cranking that out or what I guess what would be some advice that you'd give? to some writers. Yeah, it's so
1: funny. I just was talking to some kid on Twitter. I think he's like from Indonesia or something. But cool. uh, he's like, what advice would you give? And I, I have a couple of pieces of advice I would give. A, read as many scripts as you can. You go to like Drew's Scriptorama, read scripts that you like or are interested in. Say learn structure. Like 3X structure is so key. and so important. Um, and once you do that, you just have to write. You have to write. You have to get yourself into a mode where you can sit down and crank out. Even if it sucks, even if you get three words in an hour, you just have to keep doing it. Because the more you do it and the first time you finish a script, you know the second time you're sitting down for your second script, you'll finish it. But you just have to keep writing. So easy to procrastinate, especially now. Like I had the luxury of not having Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or you know, I was writing before there was internet. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's fucking scary. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, geez, like twenty one years, yeah, twenty two years. So, you know, when so, I first started writing, it was because I was probably bored and I wanted to, <laughs> you know, be creative and write, tell stories. But. Yeah.
0: So do you find do you find writing now with the internet and with all the all these distractions, the Twitters and the In- Facebooks and the Instagrams? Do you no, find it harder?
1: Because I've been doing it for so long that I, I just know I just know myself and when I get when I start, I'm gonna crank out pages. That's cool. what I do. Um it's only been a it's only been a blessing. Like having Google at, you know on another screen at my disposal is like ridiculous. That's like I can't imagine like a writer in the forties or even the seventies, <laughs> like, I'm trying to do research here, I have to actually you know, go find an encyclopedia, or get out on the phone and call somebody, and it, it's like having the access to for information. It's just amazing.
0: Absolutely, I mean, you guys are doing a like another reason I'm so excited about the movie is that are you agitated uh, kind of viral campaign you guys have going on? Uh, it, it's just a wonderful tool, right? Like it's a great, great another piece of storytelling. Awesome!
1: To me. That was so awesome, and we didn't even honestly. That was all. Uh, that was all focus. I mean. Oh, cool. Or maybe I wasn't in that meeting. Maybe Will had something to do with it. I'm not quite sure, and I haven't asked him, and I will. But, uh, you know, that's a line in our film, and that's, that opens up the movie, that line. So I think it's genius, and I love all the stuff they're done. I can't wait to get those posters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I'm using, the I think, the second poster that they've put out for, for my Twitter background, for my iPhone background. I love the artwork that's coming out of uh, out of focus. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. It really kind of Kubricky and cool, and just so trippy. And yeah, I know. I'm really stoked about that. Really cool. Yeah, sweet. But those guys know what they're doing. So
0: yeah, totally. I, I was I was actually going to ask you guys about how much you had a influence and how much you got in there, but if if you're just like me and you're like, this is awesome, that's even better. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I I again, I haven't asked Will that, um, and maybe, but I, me personally, I've had I had nothing to do with it. And I'm just like I'm just like a fan now. When it's coming out, they, they email me and tell me when it's going to come out. To, but I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see it.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So, um, so maybe it was, actually maybe it was Will that was talking talking about some of the Reddit reaction you guys have. Speaking of social medias, and the Reddit.
1: Oh yeah, on on uh, on his Twitter, right?
0: Yeah, on Twitter, he was tweeting about it. The Reddit seems to is just loving what you guys are putting out. Is there? You know, any...
1: I haven't checked Reddit in a while. Oh, I was. Look at it right now.
0: That's actually what I was going to ask you: is is what kind of are you? Are you a big Reddit fan? Are are you? Do you have a username I know, and stuff well, up there?
1: Huge Reddit fan. Um, I, you know, what I don't like about Reddit, and maybe this is just me being old. Is that? Um, now I'm like tearing down Reddit. I love Reddit. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it's just for me because I'm a 43 year old now. Um, it's just hard for me to get you know what it is? I I've been reading drudge for way too long, which I hate because it's so negative and so bad. And the, it's so easy to like, to get glued into those stupid headlines that are just so negative. And so I guess for me, just scrolling down and reading these headlines doesn't really get it. But I know will is a huge Reddit fan and, uh, and uh i know he's been tracking it all the people talking about it so, cool
0: you know. well, i was i was going to ask if you guys are up for or up for or are interested in doing one of those uh, ask me anything's they call it where you kind of do the reddit asks questions and they and you guys send in your answers
1: <laughs> yeah but if i did it you'd have like one person my mom asking us. Like, <laughs> so maybe maybe we should do it after the movie <laughs> it'd be it'll be ask me. david or anything you want <laughs> uh, who are you yeah yeah, yeah, don't yeah, worry. It would be. First of-
0: it would be me and your mom. There'd be two of us at yeah. least, right?
1: <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. yeah
1: no, I'm, I'm open for anything, but uh, I, I'm not sure anybody knows. I think writers are pretty much kept. Uh, maybe it's a new generation of uh, of of uh, social media and writers, but for the most part, we're kind of behind the scenes. So.
0: Yeah, I think it's starting to be. I mean, especially with with Twitter and some of the some of the writers that are out. On Twitter, just kind of tweeting their thoughts or tweeting their random, random things. Yeah, you are talking about
1: like Damian Lind- Lindelhoff. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, he quit Twitter. He's like, I said too much. I put my foot in my mouth too much. I'm. <laughs> Although he was tweeting a lot, though. It was fun to watch his tweet.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm slowly running out of questions. I prepped a bunch of questions, thinking, "Oh, yeah, there's no way we'll get through all of them." But uh, this has been this has been great.
1: Oh man, I hope I don't bore people though. Oh,
0: you... definitely not. I I know my listeners love this kind of stuff, so well, I'm I'm excited to uh, to put it out. Um is there anything what oh, congratulations on the signal by the way. I mean, like I like I was saying earlier. Oh, thank you. You guys you guys got great reception at Sundance at least from the blogs that I read and the and the people the reviewers that I'm in circles with. And uh what what are you up to next? What's what's next on the docket for uh for you?
1: Oh, man, there's a couple of things. Uh, Will and I have a project called uh, The Badlands, which is pretty cool. It's a kind of a – it's a war military action film that's not political, and it's just a cool movie. So that one we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with. Um, Tim and I are working on another feature as well. Um, I honestly – I just literally – my first meeting after Sundance was with Dark Horse, which is the the comic book, Dark Horse Entertainment. And – it's crazy because I had a I had a movie idea, an animation back in 2004, and i would just been sitting on it for years, literally 10 years. And uh, I went in and I pitched Dark Horse, just told didn't really pitch it, just told them like this idea and this story. And Paramount is uh, I'm not supposed to say anything about it, so but um, Paramount is make it just made an offer on it. So oh, that's that's wonderful. really exciting. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure really it exciting, man. Knowing that I got a kid coming now in May and, uh, and that, uh, you know, the reason why my wife kept getting on me about this story because it's a really cool, it's kind of sci-fi action, you know, sci-fi elements to it, but in animation. And, uh, hopefully we'll close the deal. I'm waiting to hear something today, but, um, hopefully we'll close the deal this week and we'll, it'll be announced. So that'll be a fun one. Cool. Well, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. So yeah,
0: I'll cross my fingers for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Um, that's really exciting. And then uh, a couple of TV shows, one with Will, a couple of assignment jobs that I'm up for right now. So it's it's all fun, you know. It's just just trying to find some cool projects, and you, you know, we're constantly working on stuff. I'm constantly Will and I are constantly Will Carlisle, Carlisle, you know. Very so cool. it's uh, just about getting the next one going now. So um, absolutely.
0: Well, that's really always cool.
1: working. Always working.
0: Always, always cool to hear. The home of Star Trek, picking up another science fiction project, so.
1: The home of Star Trek, I know, I know. And their animation part, you know, their animation is, uh, they're just, I guess they're just kind of revamping it again. But I know J.J. Abrams has one there, so uh, I'm happy to say that hopefully in the next day or two, it'll be me and J.J. Abrams having an animation uh, to
0: I will, I will I cross not only my fingers, but my toes for you there, too. i like, No,
1: I appreciate that. J.J. Really Abrams that. fan, it's, too. So. It's a fun one. And I actually told all my, my reps. I even had the audacity to tell the producer on it that I said, I don't have – I love all my movie ideas, but this is the one that I think is a billion-dollar idea. <laughs> um, and so everybody kind of looked at me crazy, but I really do. And I, I think the log lines can be kept under wraps, but uh, – Trust me when I say it is a big, cool animation film that everybody in the world will like.
0: Very cool. Well, those,
1: those ideas for me don't come often, so uh, I hope Paramount feels the same way.
0: So, cool. Okay. I'll keep my uh, my ears to the internet then, waiting for it.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll give it a nice release. Date.
0: And thank you once again for being on the show. I was I had a ton of fun talking with you about uh, about the signal and about... Oh yeah, those upcoming projects sound really cool. Well,
1: I appreciate it. It's good to be on.
0: Yeah, uh, and if you got anything you want to, anything you want to pimp, like a website or anything we want to check out, uh, let let it. Follow me know. on
1: Twitter. I would say uh, under uh, David Federio. Yeah. Be... David, hashtag. I don't even know. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> David it I'll be sure to.
0: Uh, I'll Instagram. be sure to link to it on the website.
1: Oh, thanks, man. But uh, yeah, man. I hope everybody and just tweet me about questions about anything you want because I'm I'm more than happy to sort of spread the spread the gospel on Twitter. It's pretty fun, actually.
0: Absolutely, um, and, I, and uh, if when I get to see the movie, I would love to sit down and talk with you again about just like oh, have for like sure, a spoiler sure, filled discussion about why did you choose this oh, and why did know that. What?
1: <laughs> We'll get Will on that one, too, because that's a mind but Once you see it, you'll have a lot of questions. Awesome. in you the audience, the same thing. I mean, it really kind leaves of you, leaves you having a few questions, I would dare say.
0: <laughs> awesome. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll talk again in June, then. For, we'll, uh, we'll for sure.
1: On. For sure. I'd love that. I'd love that, man.
0: Cool. Well, thank you once again for being on the show, Dave. And, uh, well,
1: Jay, thanks for having me. That's awesome. It was fun to do it.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, and... And uh, our listeners, like I said, can check you out on Twitter, and uh, I'll have all the links up of uh, of maybe by by the time I put this out, the uh, your animation show will, the news will come out. So, uh,
1: well, yeah, the article the uh, the the announcement will come out hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. i, I all in the lawyer's hands right now. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on.
0: Cool. All right. Thanks well, for the call. Awesome.
1: But uh, yeah, it was awesome, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. If you've made it this far, you might as well tune in again next time. Thank you for listening to The Jay Runham Show.